Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello, listeners. Today, we are back with a new episode of the RV. We are on the road headed to Baltimore to speak to Zara Miller. Originally from Slovakia, Zara is a published author, writer, author coach, and blogger. She has her new novel called I Am Cecilia, which is out now. So my dear, beautiful Zara, welcome to The Relatable Voice. Thank you so much for having me, Lucia. This is amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah, I was also looking forward to talking with you. You spent the first part of your life in Slovakia. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. I was born and raised there. I left when I was 18. Okay. And what do you miss most about living there? I am mostly my mom. Yes. Um, I Unfortunately, I haven't seen her in three years. Um, I'm not very proud to admit that. But um, yes, when you are on the visa that I am currently in America, you are not really allowed to leave the United States and just go back and forth. There, there are restrictions. Um, so I mostly miss my mom. Oh, yeah, I can relate very much with you because I also miss my mom. There we go. We are both Europeans. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I feel like it's been ages since I've talked to a European. And um, yeah, I miss my fellow Europeans. They're great. Yes, I agree with you. So I saw, I know everything, almost everything about you. So I <laughs> <laughs> you studied diplomacy and international relations. Mm -hmm. And you came to America to study marketing, yeah? Yeah, that is that is absolutely correct. Um, I left when I was 18. Um, I went to Prague, did my bachelor's degree in international relations. And after three years, I felt that I was at a stale, 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 just completely... Um, out of my death, out of my death. I didn't know where I was going, where, what I was going to do with my life. And um, I always wanted to live in London. That was kind of my ultimate goal to move to England. Um, so I did. Unfortunately, the situation rapidly changed after 48 years. For some reason, <laughs> um, United Kingdom decided to leave the European Union. And that had terrible implications for people who live on a continent. Um, work visa, and just generally um, market shifted, work market shifted so much that I just couldn't see my future there. And frankly, um, I love international relations. I love studying it. And I think it, it taught me valuable lessons, not just in negotiation, handling interpersonal relationships, but law, economics, you know, diplomats have to have um, a wide um, portfolio of knowledge if you want to be a diplomat. But I just felt like I didn't want to spend my life negotiating for someone else and translating someone else's thoughts. I wanted to, I wanted to control the narrative instead of just reiterating it. 
And I was like, what, what else can I do that I kind of like <laughs> and um, can study? Because to be completely honest, it is not easy to get to the United States. It is not easy. And the easiest way in, which is still like probably one of the most difficult ways, is to go to school. And uh, I just I didn't want to just, you know, pick any major and go to any school. Um, I like to live my life intentionally, purposefully. So and I really I, I when I thought about it, I was like, well, I really love social media. I really love marketing. I really love people and marketing is a lot about that. So let me go ahead pick a nice school um, in DC that was kind of why I wanted to be on the East Coast. Um, so I picked DC, Washington, DC. I picked this school. I started um, studying marketing, digital marketing to be, to be precise. And the book thing kind of happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. How did you like make the switch to writing? It was the weirdest, most wonderful thing that ever happened to me. I was, um, I was struggling because mind you, when I first came here, I was still like, well, I'm DC. So of course I'm going to be involved with government. Of course, I need to find a job, something that has to do in private sector, because of course, as an immigrant, you cannot be involved in anything um, federal related, but I was struggling. I just couldn't find the people. I couldn't find anyone who would be willing to sponsor me for, for a visa or just no one wanted to have anything to do with me, to be perfectly honest. It was Trump's America, so let's not kid ourselves. It wasn't great. And then in the middle of that, um, I got a message from Professor Eric Kester, Georgetown University professor, who is basically running a program for high-performing individuals who want to write a book not necessarily authors, seasoned authors, not necessarily writers, just someone who has a story that they, that they need to tell. And I was like, okay, so I'm not really sure what we're going to do here, <laughs> but let's, let's try and um, hop on a call. So I hopped on a call with Eric Kester and he explained to me that if you have a, if you have a story, if you have a book that, will, that you would like to write, um, I am happy to connect you with editors I am happy to connect you with the community. I am happy to connect. I'm happy to give you my the entire team that is backing me. And that was in June of 2020. And then he said, if it's good enough, um, in September, I'll, I will move the manuscript to the publisher that I'm connected with, that I move the students and anyone who comes into the program. If it's good enough, I will move your manuscript there and you will get published. I will, I will get you. You know, and I was like, as I was writing the book, I'm Cecilia. Mm -hmm. I, it felt like coming home. It felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing for the rest of my life. This is what I've always wanted to do. I've always been a strong writer. I've always been a strong communicator. But the problem was that, um, as you may know, um, being a writer, being an author is not a very venerated profession in Europe. Basically, everyone looks down on you. Everyone's like, well, you are going to be poor for the rest of your yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. So my parents 
and my grandparents, my family naturally weren't very supportive of that, supportive of that. I, I always wanted to be like a journalist or just something to do with writing. But they were like, you are not going to have a good life. It's not like we are discouraging you from that, but we are basically discouraging you from that because you won't have a good life. This is just isn't feasible. So the closest thing to writing and communication was to get into international relations. So that's why I did it. But thanks to... Eric Kester, thanks to me coming to this wonderful country of opportunities. I know that it's cliche, but it's true. I wouldn't have become a writer in Europe. I just wouldn't have. No one would have given me the opportunity. It just wouldn't have happened. I found myself. I found my home. I found my roots and I found my tribe. So I'm incredibly grateful to him. And I'm incredibly grateful to Brian Bice, who's um, head of publishing in Indie Press, my publisher. And... Um, the entire team of now my co colleagues, author, coach colleagues, and a new degree press. So, yeah. Wow, this is a story of resilience. Yeah, and you always knew what you want. And I'm curious to know who is Cecilia? Can you tell us a little bit about this <laughs> story? Right. Yeah. People always ask me, is this autobiographical? No, it is not. <laughs> so I'm Cecilia. It's a young adult fiction book. It's about this girl um, who lives in a dysfunctional family and she's incredibly gifted. Um, she's incredibly intelligent and she wants to get out. She wants to go study abroad, but it's kind of difficult because she is limited by her opportunity, um, her circumstances and by her family. And um, it's this coming of age story. And, you know, they say, write what you know for a reason. And it is true that um, I drew a lot from my personal experiences growing up in Slovakia. But no, Cecilia is not me. <laughs> she's very, she's very composed. She um, has her shit together, which I didn't when I was 16. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a wonderful coming of age story. Um, and I just didn't want to write another book about, about a girl from small town. I wanted to show a perspective of someone who was born essentially right into the period where Slovakia was transitioning from communism to democracy. It was wild. Um, and <laughs> um, there were, you know, mafia was shooting people uh, in the streets outside of supermarkets on a, on a regular sunny Tuesday. And um, we didn't know who was going to grab power if this democracy thing would even last. And guess what? It was artists writers, theater people, um, poets, and actors who not only started the movement towards democracy, but who also kept it going. And they ensured that the people ha would have a voice in a new state that we're trans transitioning into. And it's, it was, it's kind of hard to navigate. So yeah, that's what the book is. That's what the book touches on, mm -hmm. growing up in this kind of environment. Yeah, and I was checking your book and it portrays a lot of relatable issues that young adults deal with. <laughs> hopefully, <Yeah>. hopefully. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how does it feel to be a point of reference to young readers? It feels 
like I have a huge responsibility. It feels, um, I feel incredibly, incredibly grateful that I have a platform that I can lead from. And I always try to lead from the heart. I don't ever position myself in a, you know, in this state of like, I'm not, my head is not in a space of, oh, I'm an expert on everything. I've, I've been through it. I grew up. I, I haven't, I'm still a kid, <laughs> but <laughs> mentally I'm 12 years old. Um, so I just try to convey my experiences, um, tell the people, tell people honestly how I dealt with certain issues. Um, yes, like falling in love maybe too early and dealing with your dysfunctional family and hopefully just showing to someone that, oh, you're not alone. I actually, yo, I have been through this as well, is enough. Sometimes it is enough. And I don't think that you can really do anything else. You can't really change minds um, or force people to change their mind. You can kind of just share and see if there if there's anything there that they can take from your story. Absolutely. Like when you listen to a story of someone else's life, it's as if you were living their story for those brief moments. And yes, that experience allows us to learn from other people's experience. Zara. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The book cover is absolutely beautiful. Oh, don't even get me started, thank you. <laughs> uh, what is the significance of the image on the cover? Because I see a girl and there is a guy living. Yes, exactly. Yes, there is a, well, I can't say anything without actually giving, like giving away the major plot. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yes, um, that is someone, the, the, the shadow is someone in Cecilia's life who she loves very dearly. And um, yeah, he's kind of escaping from the from the main frame isn't he yeah he's kind of he is there and he isn't there yeah <laughs> hmm. it's kind of suspicious it I'm is thinking. yeah what's yeah what's go, what's going on there yeah exactly she's kind of looking in this direction and yeah he's still present but not really so yeah you will have to read a book to find out <laughs> And uh, you are currently working on another book called Sunset in La Paz, which is yes. about half American, half Bolivian composer. Correct. Yes, um, that is very correct. And why did you choose Bolivia? Oh, yeah. Well, as I'm sure you've noticed, I like to move around <laughs> in my books. Um, and it was, you know, where Cecilia was this really meticulous story that I had planned out for years and was just kind of living inside of me. And I was ready to purge all my thoughts on paper. This book is very interesting because one day, February morning, um, 2021, um, <laughs> I woke up and the story was kind of there. 
the the words just starting pouring pouring into my head and i have got this idea about a composer with a latin heritage and you know who's kind of struggling again the the theme of dysfunctional family is always present in my books that's just that's just kind of what i do um and why i kind of latched onto that was because well I don't want this to be just another, just another story about a very wealthy man from New York going through a crisis. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted for the story to have a heart, and I wanted to, I want to tell forgotten stories and give um, spotlight to let's say countries, let's say stories, let's say people who are not often in the spotlight. And when I started thinking, okay, so if I want him to be Latino, what, what, can, what can we do with that? And I found this incredible book. Um, I went to Bars and Noble, I was kind of browsing, and I found this incredible book called The 500 Year Rebellion by Benjamin Dangle. And it's about indigenous movements and the decolonization of, uh, history in Bolivia and I started reading this book and I fell in love with it because it turns out that Bolivia in many many aspects shares history with the U.S. in 1781 they had a huge rational huge national revolution there same as you know the United States right 1781 1781 Yorktown happened here um, and the indigenous peoples kind of awoke to the fact that, oh, we were here first. This is our land and we should, we, you cannot just stump, stump us to the ground. <laughs> and I have found, this book changed my life, honestly. And I was like, well, let me, let me write up a story about this, you know, half Bolivian, half American composer who doesn't know who his mother is and what if he found out that he was actually sharing this wonderful heritage from her side. And um, yeah, so he goes to La Paz and the capital city of Bolivia and chaos ensues. <laughs> and it's very fun, <laughs> hopefully. Well, and when are you going to be publishing this book? If everything goes well, which it should, um, I submitted the first draft uh, on Halloween and we are on track to publish May, 2022. Okay, so you still have time. I, want, I would like you could come back to the RV. I can drive again to Washington, that is, that or is Baltimore, or Bolivia, whenever you are. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Well, pre-sale actually starts November 22nd. Okay. And um, so, yeah, the pre-sale campaign um, to expand my audience, you know, to get the book to be published um, starts November 22nd. So, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And Zara, where can our listeners find you, find your book? I am Cecilia and social media, please. Right. 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 So Cecilia is being regionally distributed on the East Coast, particularly in Philadelphia, Maryland, uh, Washington, D.C., and Virginia. Um, 
Oh, and Delaware. Yes, we got we got it. <laughs> we got it to distribute in Delaware as well. Um, and in London as well, in selected branches of the bookstore Waterstone. But if as if you're like most people and you get your books from Amazon, it's on Amazon as well. Um, and in terms of social media, you can find me on Instagram under Zara Miller Author or on LinkedIn as well. I'm happy to connect with you. So, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So, Zara, you are so young. You've been doing so much. Can you leave a message to our listeners? There are so many people who want to start writing and don't know how. Well, first of all, um, it is very hard to admit to yourself that you have a purpose. It's even harder to find that purpose. But if doesn't, if something feels off right now in your life, it's probably because you're doing something that you're not meant to be doing. So it's very important to have a conversation with yourself, honest conversation, just literally look in the mirror and ask yourself, is this really what I want to spend my life doing? If yes, great. If not, connect with me <laughs> on social media. <laughs> I can give you plenty of uh, writing advice and um yeah get you get you into writing if that's something you want to do i am after all an author coach um for my publisher and um that that is what we do we make dreams come true for people who love to write awesome so zara was a pleasure thank you for your time thank you lucia it's a pleasure and congrats on your podcast it's huge girl it's huge i'm very thankful to my listeners because they never abandoned me oh yeah oh absolutely fans are the best yes thank you thank you if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening, and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.